Yo, 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 hey, 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 what's going on, guys? It's been a while. This is Michael Anthony McMillan, and you are now listening to Dialogue Heavy, starring yours truly. So, by now, you already know everything that I've put on this forum, on this podcast. All the stories, the poems, the the monologues, the scripts, the short story scripts. They're all been written by me. Um, So, there you have it, Dialogue Heavy. Anyway, so today is a very special day december 29th 2018 it's uh if for all you guys out there that don't know i'm a avid huge mixed martial arts fan and the leading uh company in mixed martial arts is ufc ultimate fighting championship and today is a very big fight in that um in that league uh the main event is john jones versus alexander gustafson too if you don't know anything about it, you can go check it out on YouTube right now. They have their first fight on there for free, in which uh, John Jones won by, I believe, a split decision. So, let me turn off this heater. So today, I'm going to read you a script that I created. Now, most of the characters in here are actually people who are in the UFC and know, you know, how, how can I put it? And not in any certain shape or fashion. If you know anything about UFC, you'll see some of the people that I've, I'm naming in here are not coaches. They're fighters. And some people are fighters and they're not coaches and stuff like that. But I just didn't have the time to, to make up names for all these people. The real thing about this is um, I had come up with an idea to have um, the best fighter on the planet. This, this movie is, is titled GOAT. Greatest of all time, which is um, a hard topic to ex- to explain because you can never be the greatest of all time. You can be the greatest of your time, but I don't know about of all time. Anyway, um, yeah. So I wanted, I had this idea for a story, a mixed martial arts story. Which, if you listen to any of my other movies, there's some some small element of mixed martial arts in it in some way, shape, or form. Either being one of the main characters is uh, is a fan, or they have a poster in their bedroom, or you know they go to a UFC fight or something like that. Anyway, yeah. So I've always loved mixed martial arts, and um, since the first day I ever saw it, and that's how I got into it. Anyway, now with this movie, I thought to myself, you know, what if the baddest man on the planet? which they call the, you know, the champion of any uh, division. They usually say heavyweight division, but any division. What if that person had a secret about them? Now, mixed martial arts, as far as in the, in the, in the mainstream right now, um, homosexuality, I don't want to say is frowned upon, but you only see it in females. You don't see it in males. And I thought to myself, what if there was a mixed martial artist who is the best in the world and just happens to be a homosexual, happens to be gay? How would that affect everybody? How would that affect the world of mixed martial arts? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you've seen it. that We've recently seen it in football and NBA and I'm not sure baseball or NHL hockey, but, uh, you know. Uh, we've never seen it in mixed martial arts as far as I know. 
and I actually want to get this done before somebody comes out and says that they are and they're actually a, like a champion or something like that. <laughs> so it doesn't look like I stole the idea. But uh, yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to, to kind of live that life. So anyway, without further ado, I'm going to uh, read you, I don't know how many pages today, maybe, maybe 30, 40 pages or something. And uh, we'll see how you like it. So here we go. Goat, greatest of all time, written by Michael Anthony McMillan. Fade in. Exterior, beach, morning. Still in the dark, we hear. While still being in the dark, we hear the loud pounding of gloves hitting mitts. Grunts of maximum effort cut in and out between the waves. John, a tall, lanky youngster, sweats as his dark cocoa skin glistens under the hot sun. He grunts hard, throwing kicks and punches at the commands being barked at him by his coach, Rashad. Two! John throws the combination. Five! John throws the combination. Next! The two are doing various running drills with cones. The sand kicking up as he shuffles his feet. John runs sprints up runs and sprints up a small sand mountain grimacing don't stop john john repeats sprinting up the mountain then walking down exhausted he does it again and again john looks like he's about to throw up let's go says rashad john looks up looks at rashad like he wants to cry then he sucks it up and pushes harder later john is kicking pads 22 23 24 25, 26, switch, says Rashad. John switches legs. One, two, three. John kicks pads harder and harder. 23, 24, 25, and spin. John hits hits a spinning back kick that kick that knocks the mitt off of Rashad's off of Rashad's hand. Ah. Rashad watches as his glove flies in the air and hits the sand some 15 feet away. Exterior beach continuous. Both John and Rashad sit close to the water looking out at the waves. You're ready, says Rashad. Yeah, says John. "Uh Uh-huh. Your cardio is legit. You're accurate. Good punching power, John interrupts. But am I ready? What did I just say, says Rashad. John stares out at the waves without saying anything. He then hangs his head, hangs, he then hangs his head between his legs. Rashad pats him on the back. You're the best fighter in the world, John. I'm not even in the UFC, Rashad. Who says you have to be in the UFC to be the best in the world? Uh, everybody? Fuck everybody, says Rashad. John laughs. Rashad laughs too. Look, all I know is that you're the best fighter I've ever seen. UFC, Bellator, Street Fighter, fucking bum fights. John laughs again. Look, you're it, kid. Believe in yourself. All those big wigs have to do is see you kick this guy's face off tonight, and you're in the big show. They told us that before, says John. So what? Said Rashad. First they said, go 6-0. and Then, then we'll talk 7 then eight, and now you're asking for another one? And if they tell you to do 100, John, if they tell you to go 100 and oh, you're going to do it. Look, is this your life? John smacks his teeth. Yeah, 
Do you want to? Do you want to get to the big show and be a goddamn champion? Yeah. Good. Then shut the fuck up. Beat the dog shit out of this kid tonight. Then let them and let them know. Sorry. Hold on, guys. Tonight. Then let them come to you. They can't deny you forever, kid. All right. Just focus on what you can control. All right. I said all right. Rashad pushes John playing. John gives him a look, then wrestles him down to the floor and puts Rashad into a chokehold that he has to quickly tap to. John releases him, and Rashad sits up hyperventilating. (sighs) Talented fuck. Interior high school cafeteria. John sits at a table covered in rags and the sweatsuit. Rashad comes over walking fast. He sits down next to John, not not looking at him. What? Says John. Huh? Nothing, says Rashad. John sits up, never taking his eyes off of Rashad. Coach, says John. Rashad just looks at John, disappointed. Exterior, high school parking lot continues. John buses out the cafeteria, storming out, out the cafeteria door, storming towards the car, angry. Rashad is right behind him. How the fuck am I going to get into the UFC if people keep pulling out? I'm sorry, kid. You know how it goes, these local circuits, but we, we still going to find you something else soon. Fuck, says John. John kicks a nearby trash can that goes clear across the parking lot. Hey, calm down. Calm the hell down. The two reach the car and get in. John pouts like a kid. Interior, Rashad's car, continuous. Rashad reaches from the back seat and pulls out a sack lunch and throws it on John's lap. Eat. I don't want to eat, coach. I want to fight. Look, kid. John looks over at Rashad. And the understanding is mutual. John pulls out a sandwich and takes a small bite. Rashad, look, you're going to get your shot, kid. The UFC knows who you are. Yeah, but but you don't get to fight in front of the president of UFC every day. I can't believe that pussy pulled out. John takes another bite angrily. Would you want to fight you? Says Rashad. Look at you. John smirks. Rashad opens a bottle of water and hands it to him. This could have been it, though. This could have been the one. This could have been my time, says John. It is your time, kid, and you're going to get in. What did I tell you? Just focus. John fo- finishes the next sentence with him on what you can control. John smirks disappointed, then takes a big bite of his sandwich, and the two laugh. In the distance, someone is running towards the car. Rashad. You ain't even you ain't even gonna offer me none? Nope, says John. I cut ten pounds since last night. If I can't fight, then I'm about to enjoy this. Rashad smirks as an out-of-shape promoter reaches the car and knocks on the window out of breath. Rashad rolls down the window. Rolls the window down while the promoter catches his breath, hands on knees. You still wanna fight, kid? Rashad looks at John. John looks back with a mouthful of sandwich, then sadly spits it out. Rashad looks back at the promoter, smiling, and shakes his hand. Who's the victim? Fight number one. Interior stadium night. John is walking through the crowd to the cage, followed by Rashad and a few other guys from his gym. Chow, a cute 20-something, and a set of twins, Jimmy and Tommy, John's brothers, cheer John on. John's opponent is in the cage already, storming like a bull. John can see Dana White, the UFC president, talking with some people at a table nearby. A referee applies Vaseline on John's face and checks his fight gloves. 
All right, you're good to go. John is still looking at Dana. Hey, kid, go ahead, says the ref. Rashad follows John's eyes to Dana White, then shakes his head. Rashad climbs the stairs after John. John walks into the cage, staring in Dana's direction when Rashad snaps him out of it. John! John! You want to be in the UFC? What? What? Yeah. Rashad looks at Dana, then back to John. Good. Well, that's not your ticket in. Rashad looks at the opponent who is jumping around like Tito Ortiz. That is. The referee walks into the middle of the cage. Fighter, are you ready? Let's go, John, says Rashad. John nods. Fighter, are you ready? Opponent number one grids, nodding approvingly. Let's get it on, says the ref. John comes in and his opponent... John comes in and his opponent puts his hands up to tap gloves. When John puts his hands up, the kid does a spinning back kick, hitting John in the solar plexus. This knocks John's air out of him. And he escapes, trying to recover. Opponent number one swarms him. Um, throwing punches, punch after punch. Referee, protect yourself, fighter. I'm gonna call it. Wrap him up, John says. Rashad. John wraps opponent number one up against the cage, but the opponent is still in control. Rashad, all right, John, get an underhook with the left and circle to the right. John does so and turns the opponent against the cage. John knees opponent number one in the gut and backs off. Opponent number one winces in pain but pushes forward. He's hurt, John. Attack now, says Rashad. John looks at Dana, who is who has all eyes on him. Then he goes in for the kill. John hits him with a one-two. Gets his opponent backwards towards the cage. When the opponent bounces off the cage, John hits him with a flying knee to the gut. The opponent goes crushing down to the canvas, and the referee stops the fight. Dana, Dana the UFC president, stands up clapping. Interior fight cage continuous. The cage announcer walks into the middle of the cage. Announcer. Referee has called a stop to this contest at 47 seconds of the very first round. Declaring the winner by way of TKO and still undefeated. Johnny Bones Jones. John's grab. John grabs the mic from the commentator. Dana White, says John. Dana White watches from the stands. I've been waiting to talk to you for a long time, man. What's up, kid? Says Dana. Me, Dana. I'm what's up. I'm your next superstar. Dana smirks and the crowd goes wild. John. All I need is a chance, Mr. White. I'm 9-0. I can talk. I can back that shit up. I out-wrestle wrestlers. I can out-grapple grapplers. And as you can see, I can take a cheap shot and still kick some ass. Come on, Dana. We'll see, kid, says Dana. John looks at Rashad. Rashad nods for him to keep going. I don't care who you feed, who who you feed, excuse me, guys. I don't care who you feed to me first or when you feed them to me. Dana laughs and claps along with the crowd. Short notice fight, full camp, whatever. I just need in, Dana. This is my shot. Dana smiles, then looks at the crowd, the crowd, at the crowd, the crowd who are now chanting, let him in. Let him in. Let him in. All right, all right, kid, says Dana. You're in. The crowd goes wild and John runs to Rashad giving him a hug. Interior, restaurant, night. John laughs over a meal with Rashad, his Rashad, his girlfriend Chow, and his two older brothers, Jimmy and Tommy. Jimmy, you should fight Conor McGregor first. You'd clean that Irish prick, that Irish prick's clock. 
No fool, he should fight Rampage, says Tommy. He talks a lot of shit. It'll boost up the fight, garner a bunch of fans. Then, when you beat him, you can get any fight you want. John and Rashad look at each other and shake their heads. Are you guys stupid? Says Chow. Jimmy and Tommy look at Chow pissed off. What? Says Tommy. First of all, says Chow, Rampage is like 40 and hasn't fought in the UFC for like five years. Secondly, nobody's getting a shot at Conor McGregor on their first fight in the UFC unless his name is Floyd Mayweather. And thirdly, something you two should probably have already known is that John isn't in even isn't even in, in either one of those guys' weight class. Jimmy and Tommy look at each other. Then John and Rashad, who look embarrassed for them. So what? Says Tommy. Jimmy. Yeah, shut up, chow. Ain't nobody asked you anyway. What, you some UFC expert now? No, says chow. But I understand the difference between weight classes and somebody who's not even on the UFC roster. Whatever, says Jimmy. Yeah, shut up, chow. Anyway, as I was telling John, what you gonna do? I don't know says John stay prepared and wait for a call from from Rashad when a fight is ready I guess Rashad smirks while Jimmy and Tommy shake their heads exactly what a fighter should do says Rashad man all three of y'all are whack says Tommy yeah well we should at least go out tonight and dance or something right celebrate says Jimmy Chow grabs John by the arm and leans in yeah babe let's go out and have some fun together Chow looks John in the eye, begging. Nah, I need to train on some stuff, says John. Everyone except Rashad looks deflated. You guys can be pissed all you want, but I told the man I'd be ready for whatever and whenever. Everybody looks at each other. And you think he's going to call you tonight, says Tommy. It's almost 11 o'clock, babe, says Chow. John looks at Rashad. Rashad just eats his food. No, says John. Everybody is pissed. Pussy. Wimp, says Jimmy and Tommy. Chow looks out of the window, pissed off. Interior. John and Chow's house, bedroom, night. John comes out from a shower with with just a towel on and enters his bedroom where Chow is lying on, on the bed. John pauses. Uh, what are you doing in here? Says John. Uh, I live here, says Chow. John rolls his eyes, then walks to the dresser where he applies... Lotion then uses his Q-tips. Chow continues. Why didn't we go out tonight? Chow, not tonight, all right? Please. No, I want to know. I told you I have to be ready for my next fight. Ready? Okay, John, like like Dana's going to call and ask you to fight for the title tonight. What the hell is wrong with you, says John. You know what the hell is wrong with me, says Chow. Chow, I don't have the time for this right now. I don't have time for this shit. John is getting dressed quickly. Oh, really? You don't? Says Chow. John looks at Chow. There is something hidden in in the expression of his face. Look, I gotta go. No, you don't, says Chow. Chow reaches for John's arm. John and her stare for a while. Chow, my lift is here. Can we talk? We could talk about this later. John walks out and closes the door. Exterior, John's house. Continuous. There's a car waiting. John gets in and the car drives away. Interior, lift vehicle, continuous. The driver, Jeremy, moves his rearview mirror in order to see John. John? Says Jeremy. Yeah, thanks. And to where might we be going tonight, young man? Says Jeremy. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I can I can tell you as we go. I don't have the address. Of course, baby. So, how are you doing tonight? Says Jeremy. John looks up, then back at... John looks up, taken aback by the remark. Uh, fine. Jeremy, says Jeremy. Excuse me? The name's Jeremy, sweetie. John looks at Jeremy through the rear view. Jeremy stares right at him, and John uncomfortably looks down at his phone. You can make it right at the third light. Sure. So what are we getting into tonight? Nothing. Nothing? That sounds boring. Yeah, well. Oh, come on. Tell me what's really going on. Dude, says John. I just told you. Now, would you just please just not talk to me? Ouch. You're a meanie, aren't you, John? But that's cool. Silences. John interrupts. Thank you. There's an awkward silence between the two of them. Golden. What? Silence, says Jeremy. Silence is golden. Isn't that what they say in the movie theater? John pauses for a second, then giggles a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, can you uh, make a left at Cherry, please? Oh, ain't he cute when he smiles? Hey, man, don't call me cute. Really? You don't like being... You don't like... You don't like being cute? No. I mean, what? I said... Don't you like being cute? Uh, I don't know. Just stop. Just stop. Call, just stop calling me that. What a shame, says Jeremy. Jeremy makes a turn. Hey, that's the wrong light, says John. Take it easy. I know where I'm going. I didn't even tell you where I was going. Hush, child. Where the hell are you taking me, man? I guess you'll just have to find out now, won't you? Dude, you better let me out, Jeremy. Jeremy says nothing, and John reaches for the door handle right as the car slows to a stop. And here we are. John looks out at the window, out of the out the window, and sees neon blue lights of a place called the Executive Bar. John looks at Jeremy. How did you know I was going here? Jeremy smacks his lips. I've seen it all, honey. Good-looking, chiseled young boy, tight pants, even tighter shirt, super defensive and can't make eye contact with a gay man in fear of being found out. The fuck are you talking about, says John. Jeremy looks a bit flustered. Boy, bye. Oh, and when you feel like you want to quit lying to yourself, the doorman is named Big Big Rob. Tell him Jeremy sent you and he'll let let you in half off. Or free, depending on how cute he thinks you are. John looks at Jeremy, then gets out of the car and closes the door. John takes two steps, then pauses and goes back to the car and knocks on the window. The window rolls down. Three, one thousand, two, one thousand, one, one thousand, bingo. What are you doing? Says John. I knew you'd be back. Now, what do you want? John stares at Jeremy in the eyes. They connect. Oh, you little boys, says Jeremy. Jeremy pulls away from John to park. Interior executive bar night. We see John and Jeremy walk through the club watching men dance with each other and women do the same. Jeremy points at different groups of people talking into John's ear. They walk to the bar. They walk to the bar. A bartender in black leather vests and chaps throws a coaster in front of them. Then leans over the bar and gives Jeremy kisses on each cheek. John just looks at the two in amazement. Look at you, says the bartender. The bartender and Jeremy stand looking at John. Bartender continues. And he's a scared little rabbit. John doesn't know what to say. He looks down at his shoes. 
Oh my God, he's so cute, Jerm. Uh-huh, says Jeremy. You have no reason to be shy looking like that, honey, says the bartender. What do you, what are you drinking, John, says Jeremy. Johnny boy, don't you worry. I'll make you something, I'll make something special for you. The bartender leaves and John and Jeremy turn toward the club. Okay, says Jeremy. First off, what do you jerk off to? What? Says John. Boy, what do you like? Uh, I don't know yet. Exactly. So tell me what you jerk off to and maybe I can at least throw you in the right direction. The bartender interrupts John with John's drinks. Look no further. I got all the experience you need, baby. Nice try, says Jeremy. Nice try, baby. But this boy needs a boy, not an old perv. Whatever. See you later, baby, says the bartender. Bye to John. You look like you like masculine men with a little feminine. What? No, I mean, I don't know, says John. John looks down at his shoes again. Jeremy pulls out his phone and he has a lift pickup. All right, I have to go, sweetie. Looks like your fairy gay mother has to fly. What? You can't go. We just got here. Sorry, baby, but I have to. I have money to make. Sorry, honey. I have to make that money, honey. That's what he said. Excuse me, guys. Look, just be yourself no matter what. And remember to have fun. It's only your first time, one time. So enjoy yourself, okay? I'm scared. No shit. You're scared because you've been hiding your whole life. But tonight, you start to live. Jeremy gives John a kiss on the cheek and gives him a lift business card that has his information. John looks down at it, and when he looks up, Jeremy is gone. Series of shots. John takes a shot. John looks around. Next, John looks around shyly. Next, John takes another shot. Next, John dances alone and someone bumps into him. Next, John takes another shot. As he does, the bartender pushes him to go back out to the dance floor. Next, John connects eyes with the guy. That is with a group of girls. He turns away shyly in the shots. Exterior, executive bar, dance floor. That would be interior. Sorry. Interior, executive bar, dance floor. Same. John dances alone when there is a tap on his shoulder. He turns around to see a girl. She dances with John. Hey. Uh, hi. What's your name? Uh, John. Cool, you got a boyfriend? What? No. I'm not asking for me. She grabs John and points at Tyler, the boy John locked eyes with earlier. You see that beautiful specimen over there? Oh, I yeah, I guess. That's Tyler, my friend. He thinks you're cute. Oh, uh, okay, says John. Okay, that's it. That's it? What do you, what, you don't think he's cute? You don't think he's cute enough for you? No, uh, I mean... I don't know. I just the girl interrupts. Come on, let's go talk to him. John pulls his arm back. No, the girl looks annoyed. Fine, asshole. Not like anyone else was dancing with you. The girl walks away. John and Tyler lock eyes again, and John walks out. Exterior, executive bar, smoking area continues. John sits alone in the corner watching a lesbian couple make out. When Tyler, an in-shape man, walks up to John, holding drinks for two. Sorry about my girlfriend says Tyler. Tyler hands a drink to John. John looks apprehensive to take it. What? You don't drink? Because if not, that was a lot of small drinks of water I saw you pounding back there. 
John smiles and takes the drink. He shyly looks up from the cup. You've been watching me? Says John. Oh, yeah. I've been surrounded by estrogen all night, and I don't know if you noticed, but that's not necessarily my thing. Oh, says John. Tyler looks at John for a while. Wait, you are gay, right? John doesn't say anything. Tyler continues. Okay. Tyler starts to walk off. Wait, says John. I don't know what I am. Tyler and John connect eyes deeply. Tyler smiles, then reaches his hand out. John takes a while, but takes his hand and they walk back inside. Series of shots, we see John and Tyler dance to songs. The bartender, next, the bartender watches John, then pulls out his phone to take a picture and texts and texts someone. Next, John has his first kiss with Tyler. Next, John walks outside the bar, drunk and happy. Next, John and Tyler exchange numbers. Next, John gets in a lift, not before he kisses Tyler again. Next, John in, John enters the front door of his house. Next, John undresses and plops down into the bed, smiling. Next, John falls asleep. And that's going to be it for today, I think, guys. So, how you like your first chapter of Goat? Um, yeah, it's, it feels... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It feels a little rushed at times, but, you know, with the whole uh, series of shots being kind of back to back. But, um, uh, of course, I'm going to be super critical on my own stuff. I just want to give you guys a taste, a little excerpt into this life of this guy. Uh, There's actually a a UFC fighter that I kind of modeled this after. When I started writing this, I didn't really have anybody in mind. John Jones is actually going to fight this weekend today. And, um, and he's the name that I use, but the per and he is one of the, one of the best people, best fighters to ever grace the octagon in the UFC. And, uh, he's phenomenal. He can do everything. He can do it all. And, um, that was the name that I went with because I, I was tailoring it after the best fighter that I've ever seen in my life. And then also though, there's this young dude that got into the UFC recently named Israel Adesanya. He fights in the middleweight division, 185 pounds. The one right under John Jones's division, which is the 205 pound division light heavyweight. And, um, Israel is a new fighter, but he looks like, like, uh, he might be a champion one of these days. I don't know how great his wrestling is, but he looks like he's going to be a champion one of these days in the near future. And, uh, he kind of has it all. And if I were to get so honored as to get the funding to create this movie and get it greenlit, um, Israel Adesanya would have to be the type of actor that I would go for. But what I'm saying about Israel Adesanya as a person is he's very, very flamboyant. He's very, like, can talk a really, really good game, but can fight his ass off. And so I kind of like the whole juxtaposition of him being able to go and beat his badass in the cage and um i love the dynamic of the personalities where he's split in two where he's like this super super confident dude while fighting and training really hard and being the best fighter on the planet and then you go you go and you see the other side of him which is a a gay man and he's uncomfortable with it at the time he hasn't came out to anybody yet so he's uncomfortable and he's shy and stuff like this is a guy that like two seconds ago was beating the hell out of somebody (laughs) you know legally mind you uh for money 
And he goes from that to to being this shy dude in a gay bar for the first time. I thought that was fascinating. You know, because we all have these different dynamics to ourselves. And, um, um, you know, the different variations of personalities that we have. The type of people that we are when we're at work and then the type of people that we are when we're at home. The, the type of people we are when we're talking with just adults and friends with the cursing and all that other stuff. And talking about women if you're a guy and girls if you're, uh, you know... Uh, guys, if you're a girl or if you are gay, you know, the same, whatever. And then, you know, you talk conservatively and without cursing and stuff when you're around your kids or around your nieces and nephews and stuff or or when you're with your parents or, uh, you know, grandparents. So uh, we all have these different dynamics in our personality where we could turn it on and turn it off. And um, he has to do that with his life. He can't comfortably be a gay man, at least not yet. He hasn't came out yet. But um, I find it very, very interesting to see that in the human psyche. So that's my thought process when it comes to creating these characters or create and specifically John in this in this instance. And um, yeah, so I, what can I say? This is the beginning of a, a very, very cool story of how this guy comes to find himself, I believe. And uh, I think that you guys will like it. That was actually only 21 pages. About to start the 20... Oh, no. I just started the 22nd page. So, 21 pages completed. And there's uh, quite a few more to go. So, look. I hope that you guys liked it so far. Uh, that you, you guys can leave me a message. And um, let me know what you think. And, um, and that'll be it for today. So, thank you for listening to another episode of Dialogue Heavy. We yours truly, Michael Anthony McMillan, and uh, I pray you guys keep listening and, and, and we keep on doing this thing. So I'll talk to you later. Peace. Oh, at Michael.McMillan is my Instagram, at Michael, period, M-C-M-I-L-L-O-N, and my email is M-Z-Z-A-C-K-199 at gmail.com to get a hold of me. So, yeah, I will talk to you guys soon. See you later. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening. Oh.